You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning, and welcome to Focus on the Liturgy here on Catholic Community of Faith. I'm Todd Williamson from the Office for Divine Worship. And I'm Timothy Johnson from Liturgy Training Publications. And Timothy and I are practicing social distancing in a big way, because <laughs> I'm in the studio and Timothy is uh, on the phone, and uh, we're going to do this. We're going to do this virtually in 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 some ways, right, Timothy? That's right. That's you, right. A, a new experience. Exactly. Well, it, it's a new experience. It's a new reality for all of us right now, right? Oh my gosh! Yes, it definitely is. So Pe- much is going on. People are, um, as we all know, in Illinois, we're at a shelter, shelter in, in place, stay at home. Um, people are worshiping virtually people are working virtually it's 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 just uh, a, like i said it's a new reality yeah it's been uh, quite amazing to watch uh, the quick responses even um, in the last week from different parishes and people that are trying to outreach in virtual ways to to meet the needs of uh, the faithful um, in really positive ways so, you know, trying to keep us connected in this time of unrest in some ways and anxiety um, levels are probably a little higher and, and trying definitely to keep us connected um, to our faith communities and to help us to pray a little bit uh, more intentionally, maybe. Yeah, yeah, more intentionally, exactly. Uh, the, you, are you, you're doing okay uh, as, as in this first week of, of uh, sheltering in place? Yeah, I'm doing okay. We've been working from home, um, as many of us are. And uh, my mom actually, over the weekend, uh, since you were asking, she's like, oh my gosh, she's going crazy. And she's like, how are you? And I said, well, so far this week, I've actually been doing well. I, I kind of like being by myself. So <laughs> You're an introvert, me. that's right. You're an introvert. So this this kind of, this is right up your alley. <laughs> but, and in some ways, it, it kind of reminds me, and, and it's provided a space, I guess, in some sense, but it reminds me a little bit of my novitiate, where I had limited contact, you know, with the world um, in some ways when I was, in, you know, studying for priesthood, and uh, it's given me a new kind of perspective on how to uh, create a rhythm for my day in a, in a new way, a new challenging way that I'm sure many of us are, are trying to do and figure out the new reality. So, so yeah, it's been been good. I don't know if I can do it for a few <laughs> for months, but we'll we'll see see how it unfolds. Timothy, you just brought up an excellent point. We as Catholics are people of rhythm. <laughs> we are, our day is is ordered according to the rhythm of prayer, the liturgy of the hours. Our weeks are ordered according to a rhythm of prayer, gathering on the Lord's day for Sunday mass. Our our seasons are 
gathered and ordered according to a we we are a we we are a people of rhythm as as Catholics and and as you just noted, we got to get used to a different rhythm right now. Yeah, it, it's so true. And since you brought that up, I was reading over the weekend, uh, you know, different Facebook posts, which I'm sure many of us have been spending time on social media. And and there was an individual who was suggesting, you know, that we, because of this time that we're in, you know, move the date of Easter or move the Lenten season until after all of this. And and I think what you said actually brings up a really good point is we don't, we don't need to change our liturgical calendar during this time because we are a people that we are we are ordered, if you will, by the seasons, by the time, as you were saying. And so we can still live in our Lenten season in this new reality. We can celebrate Easter um, when it comes, even though we won't be in our parish communities and sitting in our, our favorite place in the church or singing our favorite hymn with the rest of the community, but we can do that at home, and we can keep and continue to mark time, because in some ways, that's what's what's familiar. That's what is constant. And to keep in that rhythm, I think, is going to be a great benefit for um, all communities. Um, families and individuals alike. Oh my gosh, what a what a what a great what a great thought, what a great insight, Timothy. In in terms of uh, just getting a, a a different perspective on where we are with all of this, um, I that, I think that was a great insight for 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 our listeners. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I, I think anything we can do to maintain the normalcy, and and I love that's one of the beautiful things about the liturgy is even though. I'm not sitting there at Mass or in a community praying the hours. I can sit and pray morning prayer. I can think about it being, you know, the, the fourth week of, of Lent, the fifth week of Lent, you know, whenever I'm in these moments. Um, as Easter comes, you know, thinking about that octave of Easter, I can live into that moment by reading the scriptures of the day, um, by praying the office, as you said, that morning and evening prayer. And that rhythm really ties us to the universal church in a in a pretty profound way oh not, gosh, not just yeah. a not just an idea but it 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 unites us with all of creation in a way that i think maybe we're being invited to think about it in a new way um and maybe for the first time for some folks oh my gosh yeah um it, it, just being that idea of being in community in in a new way so i mean that's this is where we are. Um, obviously, this is going to be the 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 topic for our show. Um, just how how to stay connected, how to pray, how to maintain uh, a sense of community in the midst of this COVID nineteen uh, crisis. Um, you you already mentioned a, a couple of I, I think really great ways that people can stay connected. This is a, a great opportunity for for uh, people to be introduced to the Liturgy of the Hours if they haven't been already. Now, you and I have talked about the Liturgy of the Hours on, on our show. Maybe just uh, yeah. f- for the for some listeners who might not know what the Liturgy of the Hours, uh, what, what that is, how would, you, how would you describe it? Well, I would say that the Liturgy of the Hours, um, first and foremost, is um, it is the public prayer of the Church. Um, it is that daily rhythm um, and, and you probably have heard us talk about morning and evening prayer, um, and certainly there are other hours, but those are the hinge hours. And it really is the prayer of Christ to the Father in the power of the Holy Spirit, in which we, the faithful, the baptized, we unite our voice to that prayer. 
and in, it has a particular structure um, that it follows. Um, but it is the church's prayer. Yeah. It's, it's what helps mark a daily rhythm in our lives, that rising and dying, that Paschal mystery. Um, it puts the words of Scripture upon our lips um, as we you know, pray and either sing or recite the Psalms, um, and certainly um, uh, other Scripture passages. Um, but it helps uh, really helps us to meditate upon the mystery of salvation, ultimately. It does. It does. Let's break it open a little bit more after we take a quick break. To our listeners, we'll be right back after these messages. Have you checked out Chicago Catholic lately? Either in print or online, Chicago Catholic has informative and stimulating content, including news from the Archdiocese, beautiful photographs, and a thoughtful column by our publisher, Cardinal Blaise Supich. Editor Joyce DeRiga tells us about our current edition of Chicago Catholic. We cover all the latest guidelines and directives from the Archdiocese in regards to COVID-19. St. Barnabas School in Beverly raises funds for pediatric cancer research in honor of an alum who lost his life to the disease. And we have a feature on hospital chaplains and how they bring comfort to the sick and their families. Subscribe now. Go to chicagocatholic.com or call 312-534-7777. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Chicago Catholic, a fresh approach to Catholic news. A census is about to take place in the United States. It only occurs every 10 years, and it's extremely important that we all participate. Hello, I am Cardinal Blaise Supich, here to tell you that I recently signed a proclamation of support for this nationwide initiative. I signed the proclamation because I know how critical the census is to our future. The census numbers determine political representation and the allocation of billions of dollars of federal, state, and local funds. Underserved neighborhoods especially need accurate counts so they can receive their fair share of improvements in infrastructure and services. Please respond to the 2020 Census questionnaires. This is for citizens and non-citizens alike. All information is totally confidential and will not be shared with other government agencies. We all benefit from an accurate census count. Thank you for participating, and may God bless you and your families. When Catholic Charities started in 1917, veterans were among our first clients. That work continues today. Each year, more than 20,000 veterans turn to Catholic Charities for support through a variety of services and programs. We provide vets in need with food, shelter, counseling, and more. Our job training program includes job readiness training, resume writing, mock interviews, and job placement guidance. 
Our supportive services for veteran families offer additional assistance as vets work to become as self-sufficient as possible. With gratitude, our veteran programs are based on the belief that as veterans faithfully served our nation, it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about our veteran services, call 312-655-7700 or go to catholiccharities.net. That's 312-655-7700 or catholiccharities.net. Welcome back to Focus on the Liturgy here on Catholic Community of Faith. I'm Todd Williamson. And I'm Timothy Johnson. And we are talking about what everyone is talking about. We're talking about um, how how we, we continue to pray, how we continue to be a community in the midst of the COVID-19 uh, crises. Timothy, b- before we went to that break... Um, you were talking about the liturgy of the hours, and I love the way that you were describing them. Most, I think, most Catholics who uh, might be aware of uh, the divine office, the breviary, the liturgy of the hours, those are all different ways of talking about the same thing, the same prayer. They think that it's it's uh, well, that's that's what the priests have to pray, and the brothers have to pray, and the yeah. sisters have to pray. And the deacons have to pray, but it it isn't. You made the point that that's the prayer of the whole church. Um, one of the things that really didn't um, that really didn't come to fruition yet from the Second Vatican Council was the call for the liturgy of the hours to become the prayer of all Christians, all Catholics. And it re- and and it really hasn't it really hasn't um, come like I said it, it hasn't come to fruition. Many parishes will do it during the preparatory seasons, right? So there might be some parishes who had scheduled uh, they might schedule evening prayer once a, one night a week for the the season of Lent or for the season of Advent. Um, but it really, as you said, it really is the prayer of the church. Yeah, I, I definitely agree that it is something that hasn't come to its fullest maturity yet in, in and you know and we won't belabor this but if you look at the history of its development over the, the centuries it kind of had a rough go over uh, different times of, of trying to be implemented and um, you know the the revision that we're currently using really been in place since the 1500s this model but if we think about it in the early church in those first few centuries, um, and I won't say too much just because I have a history, but uh, I'll try not to be too long. <laughs> the community gathered, especially on Sundays, so it wasn't just the priest. And so maybe this is a time to call, but people would go back to their parish church, the cathedral church, um, and, and they would pray. One of the things I actually studied in graduate school was Paschal Vespers in the 6th century in Rome. And it was this beautiful service where the people come back together um, you know, to pray the psalms, to reflect upon the mysteries of Easter uh, through the psalmody. Um, so it is a great uh, tradition within our, our faith. And I do think after the Council, um, some of the challenge, really, why it, it uh, was difficult to implement for the laity was because for so long it had been the prayer of the clergy, number one. And number two, um, some of the catechetical, but the lack of accessibility sometimes. Right, and so there's a lot of resources on the market right now that, to help it be accessible. Um, 
and and I know that's some stuff we wanted to, to share as well. Right, it, it, and but for the listeners, so I, this is one of one of our suggestions in terms of how people can stay connected would be to um, to to pray morning prayer uh, and or evening prayer, um, mm-hmm. and 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 if you think about it, Timothy. And we'll get to the, re- we, there are resources we can tell people, but if you think about it, what a, oh my gosh, what a way to be united. So just say that, okay, I'm going to pray uh, evening prayer tonight. I will be united with Catholics around the world who are praying or have prayed or are going to pray yep. that same prayer, evening prayer. It's, it's, um, I mean that that's that is a profound connection that we can still maintain in the midst of of this health crisis. Yeah, and it's uh, what I love about it, and, and I I don't know if I'll say this right, but it's you're actually praying the liturgy. Then you know you don't have to have a priest or a deacon there. Like you're you're doing it as a family, as an individual, and and you're actively participating, fully consciously participating in that prayer, united with everyone in the world who has has prayed that or will pray that. Right, right, right. And that that's beautiful. Instead of um, necessarily, you know, maybe not just watching a live stream or a recorded thing, which, you know, we can talk about a little bit later, but here's an opportunity to, to really pray with the Church. So there are two websites I know of, ebrevery.com and Universalis. Those two websites will give you the uh, morning prayer and the evening prayer of the day. Uh, they'll, they'll give you the order. Um, uh-huh. uh, all three, all three psalms. Um, and, and and as far as I know, it's it's one of the best um, presentations, easy to follow, easy to pray uh, of the liturgy of the hours. So once again, for the listeners, uh, ebrevery.com or universalis. Dot com. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there comes. Um, you can... and, and there's also divineoffice.org, which um, is had stopped taking uh, new customers for a long while, but during the uh, this particular moment in our history, um, they are opening up their um, services services again. And to be honest, out of those the three that we've named, I mean, they're all great, and they all do wonderful things. I always find Divine Office a little bit easier to use, um, but, you know, check them out and see which one's easiest for, for you and for your family. Um, and that's, so that one's divineoffice.org, all one word, divineoffice.org. Excellent. So three resources. So th- these are the, the Liturgy of the Hours, the, the official pr- daily prayer of the Church. Um, people can pray it individually, but Timothy, you just made a great point. What about something like this, uh, families who are uh, sheltering at home, families who could pray the hours together? Yeah, I think this is a great opportunity um, to, even if you're not overly familiar with the hours, and it, it, it's something to just dive into and see what you can do. And it's a great opportunity for a family on a weekday or on Sunday morning to gather and set up a prayer space in their home with a candle or a Bible Maybe cloth if you have a purple cloth or white when we come to the Easter season, of course, um, and set up a prayer space and and sit and pray the psalms together because it's a not only is it liturgy but it's 
formative, it's catechetical, it's helping to form us in a rhythm of prayer and reflecting upon the day, the time, the season in which we are in. That's fantastic. I, I, I love the idea of creating a space. When we come back from this break, let's let's talk a little bit more about that for the listeners, to create a space in your house. We'll be right back. Stay with us for more Focus on the Liturgy. Celebrate St. Patrick's Day while giving kids the tools they need to build brighter futures. Hi, I'm Mark Schmelzer from Mercy Home for Boys and Girls. Support Mercy Home's March for Kids this month. You can provide kids in crisis with a safe home, healing from trauma, life skills, good education, and career development that will help them become successful, independent adults. Donate today at mercyhome.org slash marchforkids. Any gift made throughout the month of March will be matched by a generous donor, so your support goes twice as far to help kids when you give through Mercy Homes March for Kids. Donate today or learn more about other ways that you can play a part at mercyhome.org slash marchforkids. Thank you for your support. Hello, this is Marie Jokum from The Voice of Charity. In all Catholic Charities' programs and services, we try to promote healthy life habits among our clients. This includes our adult clients who are challenged with limitations and cannot be left alone during the day. We invite you to experience our three adult daycare centers and see the positive impact we have on the life of your loved one. At Accolade in Oak Park and at the St. Alby and Ada S. Niles Centers in Chicago, you'll find stimulating individualized activities in a safe, protected, inviting atmosphere. We focus on each individual's strengths as each participant comes to enjoy friendships, stay active, and participate in daytime programming that includes breakfast, lunch, and snack. Caregivers and family members get a break while participants are served with compassion, competence, and dignity by staff and volunteers who are trained and experienced in working with adults with special needs. There's a modest daily charge, yet many Medicare Advantage plans include adult daycare coverage. Other discounts also apply. We often hear family members and participants say they wish they had known about Catholic Charities' adult daycare centers sooner. To learn more, call 312-655-7470. That's 312-655-7470. Welcome back to Focus on the Liturgy. I am here in the studio, and Timothy is sheltering at home on the phone. Uh, and but we are still we are still talking about liturgy, uh, talking about uh, prayer, talking about um, the the rhythms that we keep as Catholics, even in the midst of COVID nineteen. Um, Timothy, right before that that break, um, you were mentioning the importance of space, and when you and I were talking about putting, you know, planning for this, uh, for this show, you made that point and I, and, and it was something that I didn't even think about. And I, and I think, I think it's very important. So, uh, just for the, the listeners, uh, talk about the way, the way we were talking about it in terms of creating a space at home. Yeah. I think that, uh, if, if you don't already have a prayer space or 
some dedicated space um, for prayer, I guess. Um, I, I would encourage you, especially if you're in a family situation, I mean, anyone can do this. But I think during this time, it would be really great to set aside a space, um, again, with a candle, your crucifix, if you have one, or a cross, if you have one, or if there's a favorite image of a saint that you have, um, and create a little prayer space that you can go to um, and, and use it um, in a devotional, prayerful way um, as you're praying liturgy hours, as you're live streaming worship on Sunday, whatever it might be for you. But I think being able to create that, and especially if you have kids, this is an opportunity and a really great opportunity to invite them to be creative and to think about um, what can we put in our prayer space um, and what, what kinds of signs or symbols will go there and talk about what they mean in your life, like what does the candle represent? But why do we put scripture? Um, so maybe you have a table, maybe it is just a little space on the floor. When I was a little kid, um, I would be doing this all the time without the permission of my parents or my siblings. So there were always all these little prayer spaces around our house because um, I was one of those children. Um, but <laughs> one of those. In, Somehow that well, does not surprise me. <laughs> that does not but, surprise me. Right. But it, but it was important um for me, because it was an expression as a child of what I understood my faith to be. So, right. you know, having our Marian statue or bringing the Sacred Heart out or whatever it might be. And so I do think it's also a comforting thing to, to create yes. a space that you can go to and and, and kind of have it again as a constant um, for this time. So uh, with that, as you noted, that can be a, a place for uh, praying the hours. Um, but it, 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 it also would be the place then um, for the place where uh, our listeners could take part in something that Cardinal Supic um, de- developed, put out this, this last week that I just want to touch on, because I think it's a great idea. Um, and and it's, it's connected to the hours, and that's what we, we've been talking about, the Liturgy of the Hours. So the, the Cardinal put out a call for uh, churches to ring their bells at 5 specific times during the day, 9 a.m., 12 noon, 3 in the afternoon, 6 in the evening, and then 9 o'clock at night. So five times during the, the day to ring bells, and for each of those hours, he gave up a, a prayer, a very short prayer, but for, so for example, at the 9 a.m., when, when the bells ring at 9 a.m., the prayer is for all those who are suffering from COVID-19. The prayer at noon is for all those who are caring for someone suffering from COVID-19. The prayer at three is a short prayer for the first responders who uh, uh, care for uh, for all of us, particularly at this time. So, and, and et cetera, et cetera. So he's got a specific prayer at each hour. What a way to 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 really be connected as a people of faith. Yeah, I think this is a phenomenal idea. Um, it, it, this is my nerdiness coming out, but it also makes me think of like the Middle Ages. Um, <laughs> it, in, in the best sense of that, that the church bells would ring to call people to prayer, and that we don't, in our busyness of, of life, um, I grew up in a rural community, so we could often hear the, the church bells ringing you know, through the fields and whatnot. That's a little harder sometimes in the city, um, but I but I think this is a beautiful idea and a beautiful way um, for the Catholic community, the Christian community, um, to provide witness 
that there's oh, wow. a solid, oh, wow. solid, yeah, that, that we're in this together. There's a solidarity, and that we hold one another in prayer um, at these specific times. And so I, I just think that's great. It's like the Angelus incense, you know, that they would mark times of the day. The oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, and and so it, I think this is a great idea. Um, to do. Listeners can find those specific prayers on the Archdiocese, uh, the Archdiocesan website, which is archchicago.org. Um, parishes can find it uh, on the uh, the the Izzy platform, which uh, all uh, Archdiocesan agencies and parishes have access to. Timothy, we're going to take another break. We'll pick it up here when we come back. Stay with us for more focus on the liturgy here on Catholic Community of Faith. is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. There is so much waiting for you at Catholic Charities Senior Services. We offer programs and services to help make the most of every day. Friendships and fun are guaranteed at our drop-in senior centers. Our adult daycare centers offer enjoyment and greater supervision to seniors who need it while their caregivers get a break. Holy Family Villa provides a beautiful, safe environment for seniors looking for short or long-term residential facility. And we offer assistance with senior benefits, care coordination, congregate and home-delivered meals, hospital transition, and much more. For more than 100 years, we have accompanied seniors through every transition in their lives, and we are here for you now. Catholic Charities is a name and an agency you can trust. Call Senior Services today at 312-655-7700. That's 312-655-7700. Listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago.
Welcome back to Focus on the Liturgy. If you are just joining us, I'm Todd Williamson from the Office for Divine Worship. And I'm Timothy Johnston from Liturgy Training Publication. And we are talking about prayer and liturgy and staying connected in the midst of the coronavirus uh, crises. Um, Timothy, just for our listeners once again, uh, the Cardinal's uh, idea of praying at five times during the day, 9 a.m., 12 noon, 3 p.m., 6 p.m., 9, or 9 p.m. Uh, listeners can find those specific prayers uh, on the Archdiocesan website, archchicago.org. Um, and, and as we said, that's before that break, that's, that's a great way for the Catholics of Chicago to stay united throughout the day. And they're doing it by prayer. That's what the, by liturgy, that's, that's what I love so much. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it, uh, it, it just connects very deeply with my ritual sensibilities. Right. Um, so I, I think, I think it's yeah, a great, a great way to stay connected. So there was the, there, there are those prayers. Um, we talked an awful lot about the liturgy of the hours and how listeners can participate in that. Um, but there are other resources. LTP, our own LTP, the Liturgy Training Publications, has has great resources daily. They are doing. You guys are doing a great service uh, with uh, daily prayer. Maybe talk about that for our, our listeners. Sure. Um, so if you aren't on our email list, um, this would be a great way. Or visiting our website, we are um, our resource that we publish every year, daily prayer. Um, we are making available during this time um, every day. So we send out an email, and we also post it on our website, ltp.org. And it's just a short order of prayer uh, that uses a psalm, scripture of the day, a reflection, some intercession. Um, and again, it's a great way for an individual or a family uh, to pray. It's modeled similarly like the Liturgy of the Hours. I was just um, going to say that. I, I've been using that for years, uh, daily prayer. As you said, it's an annual. It comes out, you, you do it every year. It's yep. it's for every day of the year. Um, but it, it always it always strikes me that it's, there is a, it, it is, um, like you said, modeled on the Liturgy of the Hours. Yeah, and it's, and it's shorter. It's a very, very modified, simplified um, way of doing that. Um, so that might be a resource to, to look into. Check out the website, um, and, and you can find it there digitally um, for now. The other thing that we're doing is um, for Sundays, and we're going to do this for the Triduum as well, is we're providing um, uh, resources that you can print um, or use digitally that will actually be the Liturgy of the Hours um, for those days, just morning prayer. Um, what we're going to be doing, maybe um, evening prayer as well for the Triduum stuff. We're we're still working on that. But right now, for the Sundays, um, for the foreseeable future, um, you'll be able to uh, log in to ltp.org uh, slash loh loh at the end there, and you can find the page there with the PDF of the, the prayer, um, a sound clip for the hymn of the day, um, which we're working with GIA on, which is really great to collaborate with them. And again, a simple way um, to sit down individually or with your family um, uh, to pray. That's fantastic. That's great. Um, the, mo many parishes uh, during the, the Triduum, they, because you can't celebrate Mass on Holy Thursday, Good Friday, or Holy Saturday morning, those regularly scheduled times where parishes might have daily Mass during the Triduum, many um, pray the, the hours during those right. times, right? Right. 
So uh, this is something that that uh, many people might be familiar with already. You know, you you mentioned you mentioned the triduum, um, and how we participate in that, given that um, the uh, Vatican, as as well as here in Chicago, our our own archdiocese, have um, suspended the public celebration of those liturgies. It, they are so important to us. They're the very center of our year. Um, they're, they're the heart of our liturgical year, the, the celebration of Triduum. How, 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 can we, how can we keep people connected during those liturgies? You just mentioned a great way, uh, the Liturgy of the Hours that LTP is, is making available. Um, but what, what, are, what do you think are other ways that people can mark these in three important days? I think one of the main things uh, would be, uh, and this is, you know, I've been reflecting on this because we get, we're getting lots of questions on this, but definitely staying connected to the scriptures of the day. Yeah, yeah, and, I agree. You and I talked about that when we were putting this show together, yeah. how important the scriptures are for those three days. Yeah, and, and to just meditate, pray with them, um, do some Lectio Divina with them. If you aren't familiar with that practice, you can Google that, um, you know, to, to kind of look at the method of that. But I would say definitely stay intimately connected to the scriptures of those days. And I think the, this time, um, even though it is difficult for all of us being socially distant and separated from our faith communities, I think it's also a time to really rely upon our sacramental imagination and memory, that we have within us uh, strong memories of our celebration of the Triduum. And so as you're praying with Scripture, um, again, lighting candles, placing that crucifix um, out. If you're going to watch something live stream, um, you know, if, if a community is doing that, um, you know, making sure you have some of the signs and symbols that you have access to available um, so you can meditate upon them to engage them. Um, you know, you can reflect on the washing of the feet without having your feet washed, for example. Um, that, and that's, think, what, that's what you mean by sacramental memory. Yes, I yes, love exactly. that idea. I, yeah. I just I love that 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 term, our, our sacramental memory. You're right. I, I I might not be participating in the washing of the feet, uh, but but I but I can re, I I've I can remember and reflect on the experiences I have had. Yeah, and in the you know in the Ignatian tradition, Saint Ignatius talks a lot about, um, and I always forget the exact wording of this, but imaginative prayer. Yeah. I don't know if that's exactly it, but. You know, I, I, I picked the washing of the feet because that, for me, though, is a profound um, gesture, of course, and, and communication of God's mercy, God's love. But you can put yourself in that story as you're praying with Scripture and imagine what it is like to have Jesus Christ wash your feet. Oh, my gosh. That, that, that is—I I think that, that is profound. Let's, let's pick it up there when we come back from this break. Stay with us. We're talking about the Triduum in the coronavirus era. We'll be right back.
Where do you go when you realize that you or someone you love needs assistance at home? Where can you turn and know you will get sound advice that you can trust? Catholic Charities Home to Stay program offers competent help and peace of mind to seniors and to their family members. Our thoroughly trained professional caregivers provide companionship, assistance with seniors' basic needs, and help with light housework, all in the comfort of a senior's own home. Schedules can be flexible, so seniors receive only the help that they need and want. Most of all, Catholic Charities has the name and reputation you can count on, with more than 100 years of experience helping people at transitions in their lives. To learn more, call 312-655-7415. That's 312-655-7415. Make the most of each day with Home to Stay. Are you cleaning out your closets this winter? If so, Catholic Charities would be grateful to accept any gently used clothing donations that you have. Winter coats, boots, sweaters, pants, hats and gloves in all sizes are always appreciated at this time of year in our community clothing room. Also needed on an ongoing basis are new underwear and socks for guests who come to use the shower facilities in our Pope Francis Ministries. And all types of professional clothing for men and women are most welcome in our Mary's Closet wardrobe. The special collection of dressier clothes is offered to our clients who are preparing for job interviews. Drop-offs can be made at 721 North LaSalle Street or at any of our regional locations. For more information, call 312-655-7700. That's 312-655-7700. Thank you from everyone at Catholic Charities. Have you checked out Chicago Catholic lately? Either in print or online, Chicago Catholic has informative and stimulating content, including news from the Archdiocese, beautiful photographs, and a thoughtful column by our publisher, Cardinal Blaise Supich. Editor Joyce DeRiga tells us about our current edition of Chicago Catholic. We cover all the latest guidelines and directives from the Archdiocese in regards to COVID-19. St. Barnabas School in Beverly raises funds for pediatric cancer research in honor of an alum who lost his life to the disease. And we have a feature on hospital chaplains and how they bring comfort to the sick and their families. Subscribe now. Go to chicagocatholic.com or call 312-534-7777. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Chicago Catholic, a fresh approach to Catholic news. Welcome back to Focus on the Liturgy. We are talking about Triduum and how our how we can participate in the Triduum given that we are in a shelter at home state that the liturgies of the Triduum will be uh, will not be public. Um, parishes priests may still very well celebrate it. Some parishes might stream live stream their their own definitely the cathedral here in chicago mm-hmm. will be um uh streaming and broadcasting uh the liturgies of of holy week so um they, they people will participate in various ways um but how do you do it so that we're not just watching that's that's what i think is important timothy so yeah. it's not to, it, so it's more than just you know watching it like i would watch a, a half hour sitcom it's 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 i i think we need to be careful there because it would be easy it would be easy for me i'll speak for myself it'll be it would be easy for me to just kind of slip into that mode of okay i'm just watching tv yeah i think there's a there's a great danger there um it, and so, yeah, I think you're right. Whatever way that you do that is to be very 
cognizant of the way that you are fully, actively, consciously participating. Right. Um, you know, I've I've certainly watched mass on TV before. You know, the papal liturgies and and um, various things over the years. And it, and for myself, again, just speaking for myself, it it is difficult sometimes to engage that. So I can hear it. I can observe what's happening and be very delighted at what I'm I'm watching. But it is not the same as celebrating the Eucharist in the midst of the assembly. Right. Um, it just it, it can't be, um, and that I think there's something okay about that though. I mean, not that I I mean I think the sacrament obviously is really wonderful, but we have an opportunity right now to really meditate upon so many things within our tradition, and this longing now that we all have for Eucharist. What does that What does that mean yeah. for us to really reflect upon that the whole Church? Even though the priests and bishops and, and, and those individuals continue to celebrate the Eucharist on our behalf, which, praise God, that they continue the mystery um, in that sense, but the taste of the body and the blood of Jesus Christ um, to be nourishing our bodies in that way, and certainly spiritual communion people have been talking about, but reflect upon that hunger, that longing, the fasting that we have. And in my own reflection, I've been thinking a lot about the early Church and the, the martyrs, those early Christians who were persecuted for their faith. And not being able to gather as readily for Sunday Eucharist um, because it was illegal, um, or they had to be in hiding, um, or they were denied just because of being Christian and, and certainly beaten. And, and you know, Saint Corona, for example, she's she's a patron saint of uh, pandemics, um, oddly, and <laughs> she uh, you know she was brutally martyred because of her for her faith. Yeah. Um, in those early years, so I think during this time of, of triduum we have a great opportunity to to really, like we said earlier, use our sacramental memory, our imagination, to re- recollect or recollect upon what was it like to venerate the cross, what was it like to have our feet washed, um, or to see others do that. Or to spread, well, or to spread the, the Easter fire. Yeah, to spread the Easter fire. Oh my gosh, yeah. And, and to sing that exultet, or that first alleluia, um, you know, so do that stuff at home still. I mean, as much as you're able, like light a candle yes. and reflect upon the yep. light of Christ. Yep. Reflect upon your baptism. You can sing the Exaltet because you can find it online. Um, there are recordings of it. Um, you you know, there are ways that I think as a family, um, especially if you have little children, um, to, to keep the that alive as much as you're able to, not in a sense of play acting, but in a prayerful way um, to say, Here's what the church will be praying right. tonight, and let's reflect as a family together. You know, like the reading, the Romans reading um, at the Easter Vigil. What a beautiful thing for a family to break open and think about. Are you not yeah. aware that we who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into yeah. His death? Right. I mean, you and I were talking about that during the break. These the scriptures, and, and we made this point earlier, just to kind of go back to that. The scriptures for Triduum are so set. I mean, they they they, they um, and and they are and they are foundational to each of the celebrations of each day. So so like uh, uh, on uh, Holy Thursday we have the uh, we have Paul to the Corinthians, right? The yep. uh, the the first the first record of 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 what the Eucharist might have looked like. Paul was the first one uh, to write about that, even before the Gospels, um, uh, and and the washing of the feet. John's washing of the feet. 
on uh, on uh, the the you know the the great commandment uh, as as it were uh, for Holy Thursday. It's all they're set. So the uh, same for Good Friday, obviously the, the passion, passion uh, in yep. terms of the scriptures. You mentioned Romans for Holy Saturday night, but also, oh my gosh, the Exodus. The, oh my gosh, yeah. The cro- I right? <laughs> I do too. That, that is, the, that is the, the one reading before the gospel that, that must be read. Right is is the the Exodus account. Um, uh, well, I, you know, you just have me think of. I mean, this is maybe an opportunity as well, um, in a good sense, as we're talking about all these scriptures, because we know on Holy Saturday night there are parishes for good reasons that that aren't able to read or don't read all of the readings. Well, since we aren't going to be celebrating the whole liturgy together, what an opportunity for a family to really vigil. Oh my and gosh! Yeah. Like, like those early Christians, I'm such a nerd. I mean, you know, <laughs> sitting together and praying with Scripture, and and uh, I love this, Todd, because you know each of those Old Testament stories building up. I mean, it really is retelling of the story of salvation history. Oh my gosh, yeah. And so to reflect on those and the Psalms, and they're so readily available on the bishop's website. Yeah, USCCB can... website will will have all of those the 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 readings yep. and the Psalms. Um, I think Sourcebook, or not Sourcebook, excuse me, Workbook for Lectors, which we have, uh, which we publish, I think has all of the readings, correct? Yep, it does. Um, so that that's a resource um, that's possible. Um, so there's, yeah, lots of ways to access that. But maybe maybe it is a night um, that, that the family gathers to tell the story of salvation history. And uh, as, as the listeners know, there can there are nine total readings that are part of the Liturgy of the Word on Holy Saturday. Timothy, I think this is a great idea as well. Let's talk more about that when we come back from this break. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more Focus on the Liturgy. Are you an attorney who's retired or semi-retired from your practice? Catholic Charities welcomes your expertise. Whether it's a dispute with a landlord, a concern about possibly being the victim of a scam, or an issue regarding family law, clients can feel alone in the complex legal system, especially if they are unable to afford an attorney. Our volunteer attorneys answer our legal advice line, offer one-hour consultations, and conduct legal seminars. They're dedicated to informing and empowering low-income individuals as they navigate civil law issues affecting their lives. Come in when your schedule permits and share your knowledge with grateful clients. To learn more about this rewarding volunteer program, please call 312-948-6821. That's 312-948-6821. Thank you for considering Catholic Charities Legal Assistance Team. Celebrate St. Patrick's Day while giving kids the tools they need to build brighter futures. Hi, I'm Mark Schmelzer from Mercy Home for Boys and Girls. Support Mercy Home's March for Kids this month. You can provide kids in crisis with a safe home, healing from trauma, life skills, good education, and career development that will help them become successful, independent adults. Donate today at mercyhome.org slash march for kids. 
Any gift made throughout the month of March will be matched by a generous donor. So your support goes twice as far to help kids when you give through Mercy Homes March for Kids. Donate today or learn more about other ways that you can play a part at mercyhome.org slash marchforkids. Thank you for your support. This Lent, you are invited to participate in CRS Rice Bowl, the Catholic Relief Service's Lenten Faith in Action program. CRS Rice Bowl provides the opportunity to live out the Lenten practices of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, while lifting up the stories of our brothers and sisters overseas. 75% of funds raised through your generous donations will support CRS programs around the world, while the remaining 25% will fund Rice Bowl grants for local programs here in the Archdiocese of Chicago. To learn more about current Rice Bowl grantees and to access CRS Rice Bowl resources such as Stories of Hope, videos, and meatless meal recipes, visit archchicago.org CRS. Welcome back to this last segment of Focus on the Liturgy. We are talking about celebrating the Triduum from our homes, <laughs> celebrating the Triduum remotely, celebrating the Triduum um, in a way unlike we have ever done and hopefully we'll never have to do again. Uh, the, Timothy, the, the Liturgy of the Word um, for Holy Saturday Night, we were just talking about that, uh, just to en- encourage the, the listeners to in whatever way they can. I don't know I don't know what the how many readings the televised or live streamed mass uh, from Holy Name Cathedral will have on mm-hmm. Holy Saturday. But listeners can get all of the readings off of the USCCB website and in the source book for lectors uh, that LTP publishes. Really just encourage them to use that, to make use of that. Uh, and, and, and Timothy, during the break, you made a great point. So we've got just five minutes left in the show. Kind of the, the pivotal moment of it all is, for those of us who are already baptized, the renewal of our baptismal promises at the vigil and how important that is. And and for the listeners, it it's going to be so different not being actually in the church to not take that moment lightly. Yeah, I, I think doing it in community is much more easy, but here's an opportunity to really reflect on what does this mean in this new reality, if you will, Um as we've been thinking, I mean, we started our Lenten show talking about this, that the whole season yes, of Lent was yes. about preparing for the renewal of baptism. And boy, we've, we've been really put into a, a very new situation, as you said. And so what an opportunity, a profound opportunity to really sit with, with God, to sit with Jesus, and to reflect upon those questions, um, you know, whether it's being televised or if it's in a missalette that you might have at home or a missal you have a daily missile or something like that, um, but to really pray with those and recommit yourself uh, to what your baptism calls you to, and or to, calls all of us, not you, just yep. all of us, and to, to actively prophet and king, and to actively, actively do that. So, in other words, what I'm saying is to respond yeah. to the yeah. question: Do you believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth? To respond to that in your homes. With, yeah. Together as a family, or if you're by yourself individually, but but to literally actively 
respond to those questions? Yeah, and I I would say even if you if you are not watching on TV uh, for whatever reason, that I love, I like that idea, and I don't hope I'm not speaking out of turn, but as a family, one of the parents or both of the parents can lead that. Yes. Um, and and with the kids and every, like renew together, um, and know that you're doing that with the heart of the church in mind, that you're gathered with everyone still yes. in making and, that profession. Yep, and connected and united and 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 still the body of Christ, even though even yes. though we are not physically together. Uh, and 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 that's a great idea that that uh, Timothy that that somebody can lead that or or even if you're alone even if you're alone yeah to 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 read that out loud um and and to respond is is a way to to still make that renewal and the other thing i i've been thinking about is um this is not overly liturgical in, in some sense, but it connected, is this idea of feasting. You know, we come to Easter, and certainly the Easter liturgy, the vigil, Easter Sunday morning, you know, there's feasting at the Eucharistic table normally, and then we gather with our family and our friends normally um, to feast on uh, a beautiful meal. And while we may not be able to do that in the same way, um, I, I encourage you, um, all of us, to kind of keep that in mind. Um, as we sit at our tables, um, that that we keep the poor, we keep the hungry in mind, we keep our family, our friends in mind, and that it is Jesus Christ who continues to nourish us through prayer um, and continues to uh, strengthen us in the power of the Holy Spirit in this time. And unites us, and it, yes, strengthens us and unites us and, and, yeah. and, and, and keeps keeps us one. Even even earlier, you were talking about how uh, how our hunger for uh, the Eucharist, even that can unite us, Timothy, at this point, oh that we are yeah. all united in our hunger for the Eucharist. You know, that I'm not, so I'm not hungering alone. <laughs> I'm not missing the Eucharist alone. I am united with my brothers and sisters in that hunger and in that thirst. Yeah, and we offer that as part of our, our prayer, um, that that hunger. Yep. And it really, it really becomes part of our, it really does draw us into the Paschal Mystery in a very different way. A very um, unique way. Our whole purpose in this show was to help people connect, stay connected through the liturgy of the Church, um, uh, through the, the live streaming or the, or the televised liturgies that, that will happen during Holy Week. Um, we, we certainly hope that that, that that happened, that we were able to give some ideas and some encouragement in that. Um, Timothy, our next show, God willing, our next show will be on the other side of this. I hope so. And it'll be the Easter season. So it will be. So for our listeners, stay connected, stay unified, pray for each other. We'll be with you next month. God bless everyone. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.